the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, indeed. I am so glad that we're almost at the weekend. Um, I'm in great spirits tonight because we had a really interesting, exciting day in this country. We got some crazy stuff to talk to y'all about tonight. We've got some good stuff because some good stuff happened at the Supreme Court today. Very interesting day, fascinating day. And I'm actually feeling a little bit more optimistic as we're going into the election for a couple of reasons. My partner here might be disagreeing with me, but the breaking news today around Joe Biden, I actually expected to talk about the Supreme Court who heard oral arguments today about the Trump ballot issues, you know, the states like Colorado trying to take Trump off the ballot. Um, But I actually have an even bigger story, if you can believe it, to share with you guys as we open the show. So you're going to want to stay tuned for the entire show tonight. Hour two is going to be just as good. So stick around before I go any further. And if you have to miss any part of it, download the podcast wherever you find your pods, wherever you download them. And I'm also going to, I promise y'all, I'm going to save a few minutes at the end of the show to read out emails because I've gotten some interesting ones from you all. So before I go any further, and if I'm talking fast like a meth addict, it's because we got so much to get into tonight. All right. And the man who's going to keep it going, he's the grease that keeps the wheels turning on the AK show. It is the one and only. I don't know if there's any grease in this particular dish, but it's yummy as though it is. Let's I'm just going to pretend that it's loaded up with bacon fat. I'm talking about DJ Sesame Broccolini. Broccolini. I just, I'm just so excited. I just feel like the Democrat Party might finally be hoisted on its own petard. I, I, I don't. I just, I am right there with you. I, I am proud to be an American right now. I just feel this is the most excited I've felt about being an American in a long time. What we're living yeah. through some very interesting history. The circumstances, yeah, obviously very, very shaky. We'll talk about it, but I just, I'm, yeah. I just have to start off. Yeah. I, the positive energy, the momentum, the pendulum is swinging back. Maybe finally, maybe we have yeah. liberal justices appointed by Obama. Agree. Oh, I'm just, yeah, yeah. I am it's excited exciting. about it. It is exciting. Uh, Of course, one of the things that uh, Sesame is alluding to is the Supreme Court hearing today. And we've got Tom DeBacaro, who's been doing analysis of it. He watched every bit of it. Attorney, uh, historian, uh, political commentator and friend of mine is going to be here to weigh in. And it's one of these situations we're going to try to not go so deep uh, into some of the legalities of it, because uh, although I love it, I love that kind of thing. 
So, but stay tuned because it, it is really exciting and it's looking like things, things, it looks, it's looking like things are breaking our way. And I know that that's something that we conservatives have not just been working towards, not just been, been hoping for, but praying for, uh, these, the story today, uh, on the heels of the fact that president Trump continues to get out there and fight for America every day while he's facing 400 years, uh, in prison from, uh, you know, lawsuits, not just the, to destroy him personally and financially in New York city, but also the Jan six case in DC, the, the, uh, Rico case in Atlanta, the documents case in Florida, uh, the man has been getting out there every day and continuing to fight for for us and 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 fighting against even our own party as the Nikki Haley's and the Ron DeSantis's try to take the nomination away from him. And there's been times where people were like, "Why does he do it? How does he do it? Because it looks really really bleak." Well, a day like today should give you a little bit of hope. So stay tuned to hear about the Supreme Court. One of the reasons why there's hope today is the breaking news. We've all known that Joe Biden had classified documents. We, we found that out after Jack Smith filed that documents case against Trump in Florida. Remember Joe Biden saying, oh, they're safe. They've been in the garage with my Corvette. Ha, 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 ha. Well, there was an investigation done today. An almost 400-page report came out investigating uh, with the results of the investigation against Joe Biden for the classified documents, and I couldn't have written it better myself. It's so shockingly bad for Joe Biden that even MSNBC and CNN can't hide the truth. In fact, I'm so excited that I get to open the show tonight with this clip from NBC. In fact, this is the NBC reporter that Vivek Ramaswamy shredded down in Miami. Uh, I don't even remember her last name. It's not really relevant. Here she is having to report the truth about the Biden report today. But we begin with that bombshell report for President Biden, whose findings could have major political ramifications for his reelection campaign. This afternoon, Robert Hur, the special counsel investigating President Biden's handling of classified documents, released his final report and recommended no criminal charges against the president. But in it, he says President Biden, quote, willfully retained classified documents after his vice presidency, adding that the president's practices, quote, present serious risks to national security. The report also includes a scathing analysis of Mr. Biden's mental capacity saying that one of the reasons they declined to bring charges was because, quote, at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Now, the report goes even further, saying that in his interview with the special counsel, the president struggled to remember key details, including when he was vice president, when his son Beau died. They also note in a separate recorded conversations, his communication was painfully slow, that he struggled to remember events, straining at times to read and relay his own notebook entries. Wow. Wow. He's literally cognitively dead. Doesn't remember when he was vice president. Doesn't remember his own son's death? Wow. Couple things here. First of all, from a legal standpoint, since when has that ever been a reason for somebody to not be prosecuted? 
oh, we're just not going to charge him while, while there is a case right now against President Trump. And let me remind everybody, Joe Biden was vice president and a senator at the time when he took these classified documents, which meant that the second he had them in his hand outside of the skiff, a crime was being committed. Number two, in fact, uh, the report went on to detail the fact that his ghostwriter found them and brought it up to Joe Biden and, and was like, yo, dude, you got classified documents here. And Joe Biden went on, actually ignored him, didn't turn him in, and actually then, according to the report, went on to read aloud the classified pages to the ghostwriter about meetings in the situation room. Talk about willful. In fact, he is absolutely, Donald Trump, it, 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 it's so shocking to me, I can't even believe I have to say this. There, the fact that he is cognitively brain dead is not an excuse to not bring this against him. You want to talk about President Trump being prosecuted under violating the Espionage Act? Well, now they've come out and said there's two, two issues going on here. One is the legal aspect and the fact that he flat out committed felonies and violated the Espionage Act and should be prosecuted for it. And the second is the grave national security is, is situation that we have, that if he's too brain dead to be prosecuted, how can he remain it, 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 as the president? And they knew this back when they interviewed him on October 8th. He must be, and this is why it's exciting, because Marjorie Taylor Greene and other Republicans are saying either the cabinet, his cabinet, invokes the 25th Amendment and removes him, or they are going to move with articles of impeachment to have him removed. We're going to continue to talk about this story coming up. We've got Tom DeBacaro, as I mentioned, who will be here. We're going to talk about this case. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court case and more. So you definitely want to stick around. Crazy but exciting time going on today. Stay with us. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. What a huge day in America, particularly as it relates to the Department of Injustice the I, I refuse to call it a two-tiered system of justice anymore because of, as of the breaking news today, we do not have a system of justice. When Donald Trump is looking at, what, 45 years for classified documents <laughs> uh, as a president of the United States, when, when they all take classified documents with them and he's, and, and he's looking at a total of 400 years. And we find out, as we talked about at the open of the shows, we find out uh, this report today. Uh, that everybody's talking about with Joe Biden, the investigation of him, that he willingly, willfully kept classified documents when he did not, at, when he was vice president, as well as senator, had no right ever. A president has the right. They are the head of the, as commander in chief and the executive, they, they all have classified documents with them when they leave. They have the right to, de they can declassify something when they want. A vice president and a senator never have, as you heard from Kevin uh, McCarthy. And uh, what on top of that situation going on today, we also heard the Supreme Court 
heard oral arguments today related to the ballot cases where Colorado and other states are trying to remove at the state level Trump from the ballot. Here to discuss and, and weigh in legally is my favorite legal commentator, Tom Debacar. Of course, I'm talking about Tom Dell, famed attorney, author of books like The Divided Era, senatorial candidate and good friend of mine. And he joins me now to discuss. Hey, Tom Dell, welcome back How with me you? tonight. I'm good. Before we talk about SCOTUS, um, I'm not sure if you've had a chance to look at the situation, but apparently, according to Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice, Joe Biden is too mentally competent. He broke the law with classified documents, but he's too mentally incompetent to hold trial. Uh, Your thoughts? If this wasn't so serious, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in politics <laughs> because no, it really is. I mean, yeah. think about what the, they are saying. He committed a felony, but any jury would see him just as a doddering old man. So it's probably not the right thing to do. Uh, I, that's a, for someone running for office. That's got to be the worst indictment I've ever seen. And I use the word indictment on purpose here. But you're you're leading 100% right. I want to go a little step further than you because, and just remind people, that senators and vice presidents have zero right to see classified information outside of protected uh, uh, areas. They're not allowed to do what presidents are allowed to do, which is put them in a folder and walk out with it and, mm-hmm. and work and work with them. So he's guilty, but he's too doddering to go through this process, which you got to say to the whole world then, if he's too doddering, then how could you possibly elect him? So in some ways... How could he possibly stay as president of the United States? If he's too doddering to be prosecuted, how can he be the commander-in-chief? How can he be in any meetings involving classified information at this point, let alone be in a position to be anywhere near the nuclear football? And oh, by the way, since when, Tom DeBacaro, was the standard used to to decide on prosecutions based on whether or not somebody was old and doddering how many jan six defendants were old and doddering yeah so this is very much equivalent to when uh james i'm allowed to leak stuff comey uh made the indictment of hillary on national television and then said oh but i'm not going to do it so it's yes, paralleling, isn't the it? whole two yeah the whole two-tier thing i'm with you 100 percent. i just I mean, this is unprecedented. I'm sorry. This is literally unprecedented that someone would say (laughs) a presidential candidate, a sitting president is too doddering. So let's move on. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane. And if we had an opposition party, they would all be on the steps of Congress tonight screaming about the 25th Amendment and saying, cabinet members, you either invoke the 25th Amendment immediately. This is the greatest national security crisis we faced probably in our history. We have never had a president's own administration declare him mentally incompetent. And either you declare him unfit and yank him out of office. This is what the 25th Amendment was designed for. And you either do it or in the morning, we're going to introduce articles of impeachment to remove him. 
Shouldn't they be or, doing that or, tonight? Or, or use the 25th Amendment saying he's not fit for office. I didn't know. I, 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 I'm not an expert on how that happens. I thought it has to come from the cabinet. I didn't know that Congress. Yeah, under yeah. Article- no, I'm not saying Congress, but someone yeah. should say, look, yeah. this, this guy mm-hmm. interviewed him and politics aside, didn't find <laughs> particularly capable. Look, it's it's. It's serious. We cannot state or mock this enough. This interview supposedly happened the day after the October 7th terrorist attack, which quite frankly has us on the verge of World War III. We're right now bombing Houthis and Americans just died in Jordan. Uh, You know, we've got got the war. What's your definition of World War? I believe we're at World War right now. I believe we're in a World War right now. We got a commander. How many countries? yeah, how yeah. many countries do you need involved? Yeah, and not it, and that includes our own, where we've got an invasion at our southern border. So well, let, we got to move on. This is what this is what weakness does. SCOTUS today was very interesting. As as you know, I spent a lot of time on Newsmax today, uh, explain, while they were questioning, explaining what's mm-hmm. going on. But uh, this was a bad day. For anyone who thought that the Supreme Court would uphold this. Uh, well, the, let me stop and uh, back I mean, up a little bit. Let, let me stop and back up to remind people. Let's lay the foundation for what what the oral arguments were about today. To refresh y'all's memory, Colorado, um, uh, including some Republicans, decided to you know litigate whether or not Trump should be should you know was guilty of insurrection. They found they took him off the ballot stating that he had engaged in an insurrection. Um, It ended up going to an appellate court and some hardcore lefty justices dissented against the decision. Um, But they, uh, they found that Trump um, was disqualified from the ballot because he had engaged in an insurrection. Uh, The Trump administration, Trump team filed at the Supreme court and they were hearing the case today. And it was about the 14th amendment which was based in the Civil War, which was supposed to be about stopping people, Confederates, from getting into power, right? So that, so the, really the two questions today that, that was to be discussed was, was it an insurrection? And, you know, was it, and should this be referred back to Congress and whether or not states have the right to, you know, basically control our election. So I hope that I summarize that enough as you now give your analysis as to what happened in court today. Yeah, so just an explanation of how the Supreme Court works. There, there is a, the question before the Supreme Court is, in very C. Dick run terms is, should Colorado be able to ban Trump from the ballot? Now, there are almost a dozen issues as to why they shouldn't. And the way the system works is for, for Colorado to win this case, they have to win. They have to get a majority of Supreme Court justices on every one of those 12 issues. Trump, on the other hand, only needs to get a major five majority of justices on one issue. The, the, the main question, first question is, 
is, is the 14th Amendment Section 3, does that even apply to Donald Trump? And then if we find that it does, let's talk about these 11 other issues or 12 or 13. So today was uh, a, a terrible day for Colorado because they were and their attorneys because they were saying patently absurd things. And even Justice Kagan uh, and the uh, there's three liberal justices, right? Uh, Kagan was saying was asking questions that. Um, In fact, I have a clip from Kagan. Yeah, I have a clip from Kagan I want to play, and and then I want to let you uh, respond to it, because this may be what you're referring to. Sesame Broccolini? There has to be some process for determining those questions. And then the question becomes, does anything in the 14th Amendment say that only Congress can create that process? And and Section 5 very clearly is not an exclusive provision. It says Congress shall have power. But maybe put most boldly, I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. In other words, you know, this question of whether a former president is disqualified for insurrection uh, to be president. That was kind of the bottom line question, wasn't it? Yes. And and so what what this case at the Supreme Court level now is deciding isn't whether uh, the questions were all about not whether there was an insurrection, but how is it that, as she succinctly put it, a single state can pass on this, and there's a whole list of reasons why they couldn't. A big issue was this issue of uniformity. Can we really have 50 states deciding this differently with different standards and everything like that? Is that the future of our presidential elections? Uh, Justice Brown Jackson was was concerned about that issue as well. So uh, I personally don't don't think this statute applies to presidents to pre- any president because presidents are not officers of the United States. The Constitution permits the president to appoint all of the officers of the United States. Well, you can't appoint yourself. So therefore. Right. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't apply. Uh, uh, in the eighteen late eighteen hundreds, just after this, there was a Supreme Court case which basically said just that: that if you are an admit, you have to be appointed to become an officer. Uh, in two thousand ten, uh, the uh, Justice Roberts said that. Uh, uh, you can you don't vote for the officers. So if they right. voted for you, and he says in effect, you're not, uh, you're then, then you're not an officer. It doesn't right. Ap- right. So, I mean, if 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 and if he's not, and that's why it wasn't specifically mentioned to the president because obviously the intent was not this to apply to national offices. Nec- or, well, or, or and, to- and importantly. The initial draft of Section 3 had the president and the vice president in it, and they pulled it out, which is well, as, which is well, as clear of, of uh, intent as you can get. Well, what I also found interesting was Clarence Thomas's exchange with the attorney, because uh, I don't remember his name, Murray, I guess his name was. Um, he's like, um, so, yo, you got any examples 
of when yes. this has been used? Um, no. Um, well, no, there was times that-, that he didn't see that, which is why I didn't think this attorney was any good. Look, I've done appellate work. Those people on the bench may have may have an axe to grind in some cases, but they're not stupid. And they know they know how the system works. This I'm not sure I understand. You lost me. You lost me. Let's get back to the Thomas exchange to where basically Thomas was asking him to give examples of when states have disqualified somebody who was who was running at the national level. And he had no examples ever. No, In fact, there were no he, examples of states. There were no there were examples of Congress blocking people at the at, I guess uh, at the state level. Um, but there's never been an example of a state using this statute to block somebody from running to disqualify somebody from well, running. I thought that was absolutely incredibly important. It it is, and it's also very rare, as I said on TV today for for Clarence Thomas to ask questions because he's known not for doing that very much. My point was if I was that person and had to take that position and Justice Thomas said to me, give me an example, I would say, your honor, there is no existing example, but here's why. And then I would go into my thing repeatedly to Alito, Gorsuch, uh, Thomas and others, the, uh, Colorado attorneys repeatedly were told, you're not answering the question. And really? that all right. Well, Tom, yes, no. That's the, all right. Well, can you stick around another segment? Sure. All right. We're going to take a break and we're going to continue with Tom DiPacaro to break down and analyze what happened at the Supreme Court today, because there's some people predicting a nine and oh outcome. And I don't know if I'm really willing to go there. What are the implications and how might the Biden story today affect the Supreme Court ruling? Stay with us. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Continuing our discussion with Tom DeBacaro about the Supreme Court hearing. They heard the case of uh, the, the Trump ballot case. Uh, not just Colorado, but there were also other states that have tried to keep uh, Trump off the ballot. I think Hawaii, in fact, just tried uh, just uh, pulled this last week. So this has quite the implications as to whether or not individual states and even think about Tom DeBacaro and, and not even just states, but it could come down to one secretary of state or in the case of Colorado, three judges. That This is just madness, uh, as Jonathan Turley uh, mentioned it. What are the chances that you think as we wrap this up? So clearly, even the top of drudge today, everybody's saying that it looks as though the Supreme Court is poised uh, to rule against uh, Colorado here. But could that take form in uh, take place in the form of sending it back to Congress? As I think Alito jumped in maybe at one point today, or Roberts, and started talking about did not Section Five give Congress? 
um, the, uh, you know, augmented power to control this. What do you think the chances are that this, that SCOTUS is going to punt it and send it to Congress? Zero, because what they're going to rule is that, well, they're either going to say states have no right to undertake this exercise or B, and I think it's going to be B, the president is not subject to 14. Therefore, the actions of Colorado as a state to ta- to disallow a candidate from the ballot, not from taking office, from being on the ballot are unconstitutional. They will, the Supreme Court and no court should do this, but the Supreme Court would would not then with these specific six justices that are so-called on the right would not say, they may say this is the purview of Congress, but they cannot say, therefore let Congress decide this. Their only job is to say Colorado cannot do this. And therefore uh, their ruling is overturned and Trump should go back on the ballot. And if they do it in, in strong enough language, they could, that should end the discussion for all of the states involved. Hmm. What do you make of the fact that one of the Republicans who, because it was actually Republicans who moved to, to get Trump off the ballot in Colorado, and one of them today, Krista Kafer, she's a former Republican congressional aide, she's one of the plaintiffs, And she's saying that before arguments were heard, Justice Thomas was chatting with a group of law students about his favorite play called The Man for All Seasons. And the play is about the prosecution of Thomas More, who was executed for not endorsing the divorce sought by um, Henry VIII of England. And she says that as he's talking, that as Thomas is quoting one of his favorite lines um, from the play, she says that it indicates um, that he might rule in uh, their favor. I think that's a bit of a stretch, uh, don't you? Talking about, talk, talking about Alito? No, talking about Justice Thomas, that before they heard oral arguments oh, begin oh, today, uh, he's talking about the movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, zero I think. Chance. I, zero zero yeah. chance. His questions, and he, he's not known for asking questions. But he was the one who said, show me where this has been done before. He, there's zero chance he's going to say that Colorado had a right to do Zero. I have a better chance of pitching for the Yankees on opening day <laughs> than he does for voting against with Colorado. Hey, when do you think we're at me? I got an arm. <laughs> yeah. And you use it quite well to dice your onions and your other veggies. Uh, yes, for your elaborate you. dinners that you cook at home, my dear, and to decork and, and decant some wine. When do you, when you will go. we expect to hear uh, a, a, a ruling on this? Uh, probably within the next two to three weeks. They know how fast this is. Keep in mind, when I do appellate work, the vast majority of the time, the opinion is already written. They're mm. just trying to answer questions as to and so uh roberts is going to assign this to someone although it's possible he'll decide to do it himself they know because of the calendar 
how okay. quickly this matters. So we sh- this should be fairly quick. All right. Well, thank you for being on here, my friend. I appreciate it. All right. You take right, it I'll easy. I'll be on Newsmax between 11 and 1 o'clock, one o'clock to tomorrow and Newsmax okay. uh, in the morning on Saturday as well. All right. Well, reach up and scratch your left ear and give me a sign. Or you can give a shout out to AK. <laughs> there you go. I'm going right. to donate and put it on the thing. There you go. I like it. I like that idea. All, All right. right. Thanks for being here, my dear. And you guys stick around. We got our final segment of the first hour coming up. Don't go away. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Two exciting situations that are kind of hand in hand happening uh, in today. One was the SCOTUS uh, oral arguments today of the state attempts, and not just Colorado but others, to try to remove Trump from the ballot. And then we've also got the breaking news tonight of the report about Joe Biden as they investigated him for his classified documents. And, you know, uh, you know, what does that have to do with the Supreme Court case? Well, in, you know, in addition to the Department of Justice trying to remove Trump from the ballot uh, uh, in different states in order to try to control the election, they've also tried to control the election by indicting him on classified documents in Florida and indicting him on insurrection in Jan 6. And it was the info phone. Well, they actually didn't indict him on insurrection for Jan 6 in in D.C., but, you know, saying that he caused, uh, you know, distrust in the system. It's all interconnected. We've got the Department of Justice and the FBI all working together to cover up the crimes of the Democrats and persecute and prosecute anybody who opposes their Marxist agenda. And so these two stories collide tonight. We just finished talking to Tom DeBacaro about both situations. We wrapped up talking about SCOTUS, but I want to go back on this Biden classified document situation because um, I want to play a clip actually from, I didn't have time to do it earlier from um, NBC News. We opened the show playing a clip from them describing what this report was, a scathing report about him about Joe Biden and these classified documents. The White House issued a response, and we want to play that for you now. Sesame? Now, the White House forcefully pushed back in a letter included in the report. Let me read part of it to you. Quote, we do not believe that the report's treatment of President Biden's memory is accurate or appropriate. The report uses highly prejudicial language to describe a commonplace occurrence among witnesses, a lack of recall of years-old events. You don't remember when your son died? That's common? Okay. If his memory is, I guess the White House statement tonight is that he doesn't have any cognitive issues. Okay. Then slap cuffs on him. Slap cuffs on him. Because he committed felonies. In fact, I want to play a clip from Kevin McCarthy, of all people, who, as a senator, saw classified documents in skiffs. 
and he knows well what the laws are surrounding classified documents. Sesame, if you can play that clip. What has come out in this report, these are the actions that have to be taken. Jack Smith should drop any uh, movement against President Trump. Clear. It's fundamentally different. You know it's politically motivated. How can they move forward? Second, this is different as President Biden when he was vice president. But there's a point I want to emphasize even greater that you brought it up. I was part of the Gang of Eight. So I would get classified documents. At no time could a member of Congress or a U.S. senator ever remove one of those classified documents from the skiff. Mm -hmm. If you removed it from the skiff, right then you knew you were breaking the law. Mm -hmm. He had that document all this time. And the third thing that I think should be most concerning to every person in America, I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, whatever, this specifies that President Biden is not up for the job. Mm -hmm. I have personally witnessed this in the Oval Office experiences with him. He is not at the capability of doing this job. He talks about, he went to this hearing when Israel was attacked. He put a lid on talking to the world as as the leader of the free world when we were having war break out. He didn't that wasn't particularly articulate at the end, but, you know, not up to the job. This is a grave national security crisis. We all saw him at the podium talking about how he had a conversation after he won the election in 2020 with Francois Mitterrand. In fact, next hour, we've got (laughs) uh, KGP. Uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre trying to cover for him today. And it was absolutely hilarious. If Saturday Night Live, you know, was the comedy show they they used to be, they'd be running some clips on that, mocking her. Um, but what you just heard was accurate, that he, that, that he, these are felonies. Jack Smith, we've got two major issues here. One is Jack Smith needs to immediately drop all these cases against Trump, they're obviously politically motivated. And quite frankly, when you when you have the the Department of Justice of the Biden administration coming out and saying that he's not fit to hold office and quite frankly, none of his decisions that he has been in charge of should stand. I'm not an expert on the 25th Amendment, but it, it, it should be considered fruit of the poisonous tree. And number two. When we are in the middle of war, right now, the nuclear codes should be nowhere near him. He should have no access to anything. Where's the Republican Party? Sesame, where's the Republican Party tonight? It's a good question. It's a great question. Uh, I don't know. I can't believe this. I mean, it's almost like they expect other people to do the heavy work for them. I, I don't know what it is. It's like they think magical elves. We'll just jump on the ball here instead of actually moving the needle. But this is, I mean, there's just one opportunity after another to actually bring some change to the government, to root out corruption, to fight back against the Biden administration. But it looks like they just don't want to fight back. They're just sitting there on the bench. They don't want to get in the game. I just well, like yeah, you, I am, I, I am just as confused because it's like, I mean, do you want the other team to have to score the touchdowns for you? Take the ball and start running forwards. Yeah. This is such a grand opportunity. You can't just buy this kind of thing. This is a perfect moment, a golden yeah. opportunity to finally yeah. get some justice. Right. Why, don't squander it. 
Right. Don't squander it. We have an opportunity. This man, and, and quite frankly, it's it's not even just about exploiting it politically. This is legit. This is absolutely legit. This man is mentally gone. This is more than him not being up to the job. That could be that could be somebody who's completely mentally cognitive cognitively fit and just not having the right experience or the right temperament. This is a man who's mentally gone. We've got a vegetable. The risk that we face. And then on top of it, he's compromised by China. We know that he's compromised because of the deals. And right now, today, by the way, the Senate passed a $98 billion funding bill that that included 17 Republicans voting for it. 17 Republicans, including my man Kennedy out of Louisiana and Cassidy out of Louisiana. That voted for it. It didn't. Inc- it had, didn't have anything to do with the border, by the way. Just a straight up ninety-eight billion dollars, sixty of it to go to Ukraine for a money laundering scheme for this man. We have no, who who has no business being in office. Now, Tucker. One of the things we're going to talk about next hour is Tucker interviewed interviewed Putin, and that has cr- caused such a firestorm. There's more people today that are upset that Tucker Carlson interviewed Putin than they realize the national security crisis that we have with Joe Biden and a feckless Republican Party that has yet to maximize uh, the opportunity there and to get him out of office. So we're going to spend a little time next hour talking about that. We've also got a shocking story of a trans activist who um, was given a, not even a slap on the wrist after raping an 18-month-old. Yeah, fun story we got to share with you. And then also, one of the alleged ladies, the a slob on, uh, uh, on a kebab, Sunny Hostin, as my friend calls her, got a shocking uh, report back from her genealogy test. So we're going to have some fun at her expense next hour. So stick around. we got hour two of the Andrea K Show coming up. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 